I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So this is love. And another week. <laughs> so this. Do you remember uh, when the Cheetah Girls covered that? Like Disney Channel stars used to cover Disney songs and the Cheetah Girls covered. I don't think I remember that. I I thought it was. Is it Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Maybe. Because it was lions that were oh, singing it. Maybe. And that would be ironic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm questioning everything. But I just remember like yeah. all the Disney Channel stars back in the day. Like they would do those oh, yeah. cover songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. now I must Well, know. especially because they were like re- remastering yeah. all of the old movies and like digital blah 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 blahs and so they were like re-releasing them from the vault and so they would just add the in vault. Like, a modern song oh my gosh the vault used to i used to be like what a great marketing tech uh like I technique mean, because absolutely. as a child i'd be like Sucks mom i'd be like mom mom you have to get me this movie it's gonna go back in the vault forever <laughs> <laughs> and like i had to have the special it edition dvd did. and it I never, back. there was never a time that we couldn't find one of those movies. Like, I don't know no. why we were convinced. Because the one movie that I absolutely had to have that was going to go back into the quote unquote vault was like Sleeping Beauty, as if that was ever yeah. going to go away. <laughs> Little did know. we know, Disney I Plus know. was yet a distant, distant thought in somebody's brain. I, man, sometimes I think about that. I am a DVD junkie. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm at a like discount DVD bin, I'm like skimming through Diving it. in. Um, literally just saw. Uh, High School Musical 3 was like 95 cents, which the disrespect. Honestly. Um, but I was like, ooh, almost bought it. Yeah, right. I <laughs> um, I absolutely love those. Um, but, but they're always like usually the most obscure movies that I've like oh, yeah. never heard dig. of in yes. my life. But yes. I am on the hunt personally for Howl's Moving Castle because I, I think it's on HBO, but I canceled my subscription. And so like... I just I really want that DVD and all the ones I keep finding, I guess they're special edition or whatever, but they're like thirty dollars for a Blu-ray, Ugh. and I'm like, excuse me, that's oh just gosh. offensive. Like I could just pay for the no. HBO subscription if I was gonna do that, but I, I want to have the hard copy sometimes. Yeah, well, and that's my thing is like, I remember Netflix used to have everything essentially, mm-hmm. and then they slowly started not. Yeah, you know they would switch, and here's what they would do in the beginning. For those who don't remember, the beginning of streaming service, because obviously oh the gosh. mailing option, the mailing option, but, yeah. Wow. I know, but streaming wise, they had basically everything, and at one point, and then they would rotate them. So they'd be like, "Oh, we're getting rid of this, so we can add this back in," but then later they would add the other, and then you know they mm-hmm. switch it out, and it would kind of keep you on your toes. Well, once I started noticing that, I was like, mm-mm. And so I just started getting DVDs because yeah. I was like, I want to always be able to watch, like, my favorite movies, um, movies that I have, like, a hankering for, um, you know, whatever. Um, and so with the streaming option with, like, Disney Plus and stuff, I have so many movies, like, so many movies right. um, that are Disney. But I'm like, it is it is mind-boggling that once upon a time we did not have that. Like, I know. my brain has VCR. Then point two seconds, 
and then streaming services. Yeah. Like, that's how, that's my memory. Yeah. Is really old school, had to rewind it mm-hmm. to on my individual thing, my, my TV in my pocket uh-huh. <laughs> at any point yeah. that I want. Please be kind, rewind. Like... I know. Oh my gosh! And that's what we watched um, a Veggie Tale, like the uh, the toy that saved Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when we were home, and it's like Roger's favorite. And he was like, "Oh, we should watch that." And Haley hadn't watched any like Veggie Tales before. Oh my gosh! And so Roger's like dancing to the VCR, and he was like, "Please be kind, rewind." <laughs> Wait, what's your? Do you have a favorite um, Veggie Tales song? Um, the say boo. I am a fan. Uh, I'm I'm basic. I think you could probably figure out what my hairbrush. No, actually, cheeseburger. I love my lips. Oh, I love my lips. When I was just eight years old, I left my lips out, out in the cold and they turned blue. What could I do? Because I do. I my cousin and I used. She to had a beard. She had a beard, and it felt and weird. It felt weird. <laughs> Like my cousin and I used to watch that all the time, and I think she had a CD yep. with it on it. And we would like get into challenges with each other of who could memorize like the really fast part. It's like, yeah. Then I went, I went to lip rehab, <laughs> and my roommate's name was Oscar. He spoke Polish, <laughs> and all he knew how to say was "usta." <laughs> that's the word for lips. <laughs> <laughs> I um. Oh my gosh, when I used to these kids, I used to babysit. I used to have a, have a Zune. Oh my gosh, I think I had one too. <laughs> it, it played like a minute of a song. The, or I'm thinking something different. It was the way more affordable version of the iPod, mm-hmm. um, for those who don't know. And and I, it was like a big screen and everything. It was, it was huge. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I had like all these songs downloaded on there and like a lot of them were kiddie songs because I would drive with the kids in the car mm-hmm. a lot. You know, I was kind of, I, I was like babysitter meets nanny. And... I would take his older, this is Jack and Eva, I would take Eva to um, gymnastics and we would listen to whatever song like Eva wanted to listen to on the way to gymnastics. And then on the way back to their house, it would just be me and Jack because she would have like an hour or two long practice. And we would get in the car and every time I'd like buckle him up <laughs> and I would go, all right, Jack, what do you want to listen to? He'd go, Cebu? <laughs> like this little kid voice. Is this the Jack like, this who is, the best. is touring colleges? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Ah. The, Jack, the Jack who is 17 years old. He was probably four, five oh when he would, he would say boop. Say boop. That's so funny. <laughs> well, we were just talking before we recorded about um, like shows getting canceled because they don't get streamed often. But now it's just a, a matter of like what shows people decide to binge watch. And like you were saying that you had to wait every week for Manifest to come out and Currently, mm-hmm. I'm waiting every week for an anime that I watch on Netflix. It's called Vinland Saga. And I was like, you know, new season on January 9th. I was so excited. And then one episode at a time. And I just like had a moment where I was like, oh, uh, yeah. how dare they? When like yeah. back in the day, waiting a week, that was just so normal. So now I, I, I kind of so like it. I kind of like it. But wow. Yeah. It's just so or funny. like, OK, so cartoon wise, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day. It felt like something like, um, not even cartoon, but, you know, young. Lizzie McGuire or Kim Possible had, yeah. you know, 20 seasons mm-hmm. or something. Like, it just seemed like they had so many episodes. A Proud Family. I was just recently watching some of the Proud Family episodes. And I was like, these episodes, I probably watched them, like, 
dozens on dozens on dozens of times because you got a new one every Friday night Mm -hmm. and then you got the Disney Channel original movie on a Friday night (gasps) or a Saturday night. Sometimes they would do double feature, you know, whatever. Um, And then the whole week was just reruns of other episodes. And when you were bored and you wanted to watch The Proud Family or Kim Possible or whatever, you just watched whatever they had on and you would see the same episode over and over again. Mm -hmm. Whereas now you just binge, you know, watch something Mm -hmm. and it's fine. And so I'm like, there are, I like binging like suspenseful stuff because I want to know that I can find out the, you know, the cliffhanger at the end of the episode. I can, I can know what's going on. But it is kind of nice. There's actually a Hallmark show that's coming out. It's either One Way Home or No Way Home. I was going to bring that up. It looks really good. And I think I'm going to talk to Haley about it because it looks really cute. I love the actors that are in it. And um, looks like intriguing and mysterious and like just, you know, drama, whatever. And there's not a show other than Stranger Things, but that drops all at once. That she and I have gotten to watch together that releases now. Yeah. Like all the shows that I've been showing her have been on Disney Plus or on Netflix or whatever that have, like, all of them. Right. You know, like, the whole thing is done. And so I'm like, I think I'm going to watch that with her and have the whole we can't watch anything it's else. So cool. We just yeah. – every week you just watch the next one. I love it, too, because there's, like – I don't know. It just – it gives you something to look forward to. And then – It does. I, I can think about it and get excited about it. And then um, yep. I can go back and rewatch things if I want to. But the new stuff, I mm-hmm. can – I have to wait for it. And yes. patience. Yes. Thunk. Patience. Patience. Well, you know, we've spent the last nine and a half minutes um, talking about Everything. very random things. <laughs> um, I spent my weekend. We are the day after MLK Day. Um, I took that off to hang out with Haley. Um, I spent my weekend three solid freaking days taking down Christmas in my your Instagram story made me laugh so hard. You're like, wow, <laughs> thanks so much for helping. It would have never taken me or like, I don't know. I could have not It would have taken me you. three days if you hadn't, <laughs> which is what it took me. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, it really wasn't too bad because I just kind of did small bites, but I actually had this really profound thought. It will help no one, but it will help me. <laughs> That's um, all that matters. Maybe if it if it helps you, please let me know. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, you say these like philosophical things and you're like, that was so dumb. <laughs> um so on Saturday night, like Haley had, had her little her friend sleep over mm-hmm. on Friday night and all day Saturday we were out dress shopping for a little dance that they're going to. Um and so like I'm tired, you know, whatever, but I was like, I wanna at least get a little bit of headway with the Christmas tree because it's like always the thing that takes the longest, you know. So I, while I was watching like a show, took off the ornaments. Then I was like, oh yeah, I kind of still have a little bit of stamina. I'll take off the like um, burlap, you know, kind of garland type stuff. And then, oh, I'll take off the lights. And I was like, that's it. I don't feel like dealing with, you know, taking the whole thing down. Then I was like, okay, I'm good. The next day, which was Sunday, I was like, I could work on getting everything else done. But in my brain, I was like, I really... The thing that I don't want to do the most is take down the tree. Like, it's just going to, it takes a while to, like, scrunch it all up, get it into the box, get the box sealed up, then put that back in the in the storage room, whatever. And so, instead of doing that, the whole day I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I got, I could have done all the other ornaments, or all the other, like, Christmas decorations. But no, I had to do it after the Christmas tree. Right. And then once I got the Christmas tree done, I felt like... I had so little to do after that. Right. It took me like, if it felt like five minutes. It was way more than that. But, you know, it felt like five minutes to do the rest of the house. 
And I thought, man, what's the what's the Christmas tree in my in my task today? My <laughs> task list today. <laughs> that like I'm avoiding that thing, which means I can't get everything else done. Right. Anyway, I don't know how where no, like that, how far I really want to go with that's that. That's funny. But like to me, it, I, I I don't have to like explore it too much, other than to ask myself, is that am I letting that be my Christmas is tree that my right Christmas now? Tree. Which sounds so stupid. But like, <laughs> if it makes sense to you, your your brain, I you know, yes. what do they say in neurology? Like your brain needs two two instances to like connect something together. So you in your mind, uh-huh. you were like. I don't know. The Christmas tree itself was a what you thought was going to be daunting task. So instead of just doing it, you put it off. And then in yep. real life, you're like, what is my Christmas tree? Like, it makes sense yes. to you. Well, and what's like, what's making it to where until I get that done, nothing else can be touched, uh-huh. which is stupid. Yeah. Um, Because on one hand, you can say, Sophie, just take down the Christmas tree. Right. And on the other hand, Sophie, just do the other crap. Exactly. Like, if you really don't want to do the Christmas tree, just do the other it's stuff. It's like how I used to do homework. Like, I would tell myself, mm. like, start with the hardest thing because then everything else is so easy. Yep. But you, there are some days you just don't want to start with the hardest thing. But in my mind, I was like, I have to start with the hardest thing and I don't want to. So I would just be up until, you know, midnight doing my homework when I could have just gotten it all done. <laughs> sometimes we have to work yes. around our Christmas tree and sometimes we have to take it down. <laughs> and that's that's the question. What is my Christmas tree, and um, am I letting it hold me back? Yeah. Or do I need to just suck it up, buttercup, and put it up? I'm so you know? that rhymed, and I'm so proud of you. Um, <laughs> suck it up, buttercup, and put it. It up. didn't rhyme. It was the same word. Suck it up, buttercup, <laughs> put it up. <laughs> well, it's like it got. No, you're right. You're right. I'm, it got. Yeah. It's fine. It flowed. It it's... slipped off the tongue. <laughs> it's probably a poetry rhythm in there somewhere. But um, I didn't have that exciting of a weekend because, to be perfectly honest, um, what day is today? Tuesday? Uh, I I say that every single week. But I – no, I did a lot of deep cleaning. Which, by the way, for our listeners, we record every single Tuesday. Yeah. So every single time that she asks what day it is – I never know what day it is. It will will be a Tuesday. This is her anchor for the week is is us. Truly. And she still doesn't know It's my one consistent thing for the past (laughs) almost three months. Um, but I did, (laughs) well, that, um, I did a lot of deep cleaning this weekend, uh, like, like pulled my oven top up and like took the burners out and like cleaned all of it. Munchie was a great help. Um, literally I'm like, sir, you were, what am I going to do with you? Cause he's, I was like, good thing. This is obviously not hot. But he just running back and forth, trying to get under the hood. And I was like, you need to go in a different room. Like, you're ridiculous. But, yeah, I, like, pulled the oven hood up and, like, cleaned all in that in that thing. And um, I just, you know, threw on some – there's a playlist on Spotify. It's, like, early 2000s Disney Channel songs or whatever. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I just put that on my A-L-E-X-A. And – <laughs> I just like went to town, um, so I did that. She's like heavy breathing in the corner. And she's like, almost she's like, are you ready for me? <laughs> um, did a, did a good amount of reading, and then nice. I uh, I started a yoga challenge because I am just not as flexible as I used to be. My back has been acting up, even though I'm like not really doing anything to warrant it. So in this case, I think I'm not moving enough. 
where in some cases I move too much and it hurts. So we're just yeah. trying to find the sweet yeah. spot. But um, I love yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Yeah. Love her. That's what Hannah, the, my one of my best friends, yeah. um, but also who like stayed with me the last or like six months yeah. last year. Um, every day in a month she did, I think she might've done it for two months, but she did yoga and she always did yoga yeah, with Adrian. So, um, yeah. so she, yoga with Adrian, it's all, fr- I mean, it's all free and she always comes out with different month long challenges and I've done one before, absolutely loved it. And so I'm doing her newest one that actually just came out the first of this month. And, uh, I did my second one today. So obviously a little bit late, but, um, you can print out the worksheets on her website and cross each day off. And each uh, day on the calendar, it has the time amount of, like, how long the workout actually is. So you can kind of plan accordingly. But the longest one is literally 30 minutes. And getting into the habit of stretching and moving in a way that is a little bit more structured than what I normally do is going to be super helpful, I think. So I started that. Yeah. Um, and I have my That's little awesome. diffuser set up and my yoga mat. And yes. it's in a room in the house that, like, I can just shut mm. the door and my cat won't try and attack me when I'm trying to, like, you know, he tries to go after my, my hoodie strings when I do anything. So it was great. That was my uh, Huga thing that I did. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so we texted each other once <laughs> this past week. Um, but I do actually feel like I've just been really proud of myself, to be honest with you, because I am very focused right now on build. Like, that's my word of the year is build. Yeah. I have my little card so cute. Um, that my friend wrote the word build for me because I have terrible handwriting. <laughs> um, and I just I'm really wanting to build like a solid foundation of um, habits mm-hmm. And I thought about it this week. I was talking to a friend who, two friends, former roommates of mine, Tabitha and Jen. Tabitha got a sourdough starter um, from a friend of hers and was super overwhelmed by it. She's got a kid. She's like, I've got, I'm at max capacity for brain power right now. And was like, I have to feed it every day or else it does this and, you know, whatever. And then you got Jen who last year specifically said, I kind of want a hobby. This will be my hobby has mastered sourdough, mm-hmm. you know, and just really has like basically made her own recipes, That's you so know, cool. like just really enjoys it. And we talked about how I was like, Hey, I can't do sourdough because, um, it's still gluten. Um, now I'm sure there's like gluten free sourdough stuff out there, but that's not my point. My point was I could dive into that, figure that out, explore it. But I really want to focus on gardening. Mm-hmm. And I said the words, there's so much about it that's default now. And so I just want to build on that. And I was like, oh, that's what I want with my habits. Yeah. Like, I just want it to be default. I get up. I walk down to the gym at my lunch hour. I do whatever workout I'm going to do. The walking down there, the getting ready, that part is default. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's the worst part. It's the hardest part. It is, yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just really proud of myself because this week I feel like my, like, present and in the moment stuff was, like, sitting with myself and going, okay, what matters most to me today? Cause I have a to-do list of 50 things mm-hmm. and it was always the four, like four habits that I'm working on right now. We're always at the top of the list. Yeah. That's awesome. And I just did them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've noticed, I've started to notice some things that have just become second nature, but my goal is to, once they become second nature, I still want to be aware of like how I'm feeling when I do them and still noticing that they make me feel good. Like specifically with like yeah. morning and nighttime routine things. Yeah. Um, And those are small – it's a lot of small things that build up a routine. And so I want to still make sure that 
you know, overall, when I'm doing these routines, I can still, you know, be present in each of the small steps and be like, oh, I love how this feels or what, you know, whatever. um, And not just do it to get it done in that Mm -hmm. way or or do it kind of on autopilot. So, you know, that might not be every single case. Like last night I stayed up way too late reading and then I just I just went to bed. There was no skincare and, you know, like diffuser and all this stuff. But I, I am not worried about not doing that tonight because I feel better when I do it. So I love that. Sometimes, sometimes you need to not have it to go, wait a minute. Yeah. That's my game changer. And I love it. it. I love it when it does feel like it's making a difference and not just that I'm trudging through it too. So yeah, I love that. Um, and I start training for my new job soon. It's all online stuff for a couple of weeks. And then, um, we do virtual training with like everybody, all of us together, uh, starting February 1st. So I'll get to see my coworkers wow. via Zoom Yay. on February 1st. Yay. <laughs> you can judge them on here for them to hear later. Totally. <laughs> Just kidding. Totally. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited. It's oh, a lot gosh. different than what yeah. I'm used to. So uh, it'll be a good yeah. refresher as far as anatomy, physiology, nutrition, all that. But then the actual fitness studio is a lot different of a fitness studio than I'm used to. So it'll be yeah. it'll be a challenge in a good way for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. Like, Keep yeah. us posted on how that's going and, um, you know, crush it. Just crush it. I will. Like, kick Everlove and Booty. Don't, like, don't take names and don't take any crap. Yeah. That's, that's what, what that's, I have to say about that's that. That's my motto. I'm writing that's it down. <laughs> Taking names, um, not crap. Not crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> Taking names, not crap. Sophie Payne, Emily Grubbs. Like, Sophie. I'm quoting you. <laughs> H, Hallmark Remarks, at Hallmark Remarks, underscore, Pod. (laughs) (laughs) What movie are we talking about? What movie are we talking about, Um, I know. I know. Okay, so um, we're going to try something different tonight for you guys. And if we like it, we can't even promise that we'll keep doing it. So, you know, we'll see. Hope you like it. Um, (laughs) But we're... I told Emily before this episode, I said, well, I think that our conversations are so good, but I also think we're so squirrely about the actual plot line and like what happens that no one who listens to it will know what the crap the movie was about. So anywho, um, we are watching a six movie series um, and I'm actually really excited about them. After this movie, I'm like, wow, these are, these are gonna be cool. Um, the, the whole series is called like the wedding veil series. The first episode, the first episode, the first movie is called the wedding veil. And, um, essentially we're going to see the first three movies are going to be the, um, three female leads and their love interests and their love stories. And then, um, the three, and those came out last year in 2022. Um, and then there's three movies coming out this month in January of 2023, um, that are kind of the sequel to each of those girls' love stories. Mm-hmm. So really cool. I like that. I've, I've actually kind of mentioned in a few of these episodes, probably in the last six months, that I would actually like a, a like sequel, you know, to a movie that we've reviewed. Yeah. Because um, I think there's like potential and um, would like to see like where they're at now and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I hope that these go well, that people really receive them well, because I would love to see... Um, I just, there's certain, um, actors that I enjoy watching together. Like, I think their dynamic is good. And I'm like, I kind of want to see you guys in more movies together. So anywho, here's what we're doing different. I am going to kind of scroll through a synopsis run through that I've written and we'll discuss as we go. So 
Um, so this is the wedding veil. We open up to Avery, who is played by Lacey Chabert, gazing longingly at a wedding that's happening in her hotel. We find out that she loves weddings. It gave me very much like 27 dresses vibes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> because her mom was a wedding planner and she was around them a lot as a kid. She's on an annual, I think, trip with her old college roommates, Emma and Tracy. So Emma and Tracy are going to be who we see in the next couple of movies um, to scour San Francisco's antique scene. While shopping, they stumble upon this wedding veil. <gasps> Gasp. While none of them are engaged <laughs> or in serious <laughs> relationships, they are drawn to the legend surrounding this veil. It's from the 19th century and carries with it the ability to bring true love into the life of whoever possesses it. The store owner confessed to it being in her family and working for all who had possessed it. Avery, being the romantic, decided to buy it, but not before Emma and Tracy stepped in and said they'd all buy it. So cute. And very sisterhood so of the traveling pants. It is. It is. There's so much more I'm going to read, but um, the beginning was definitely set up well. Mm-hmm. You kind of got, and you just got a vibe that their love's life stuck. <laughs> yeah, but I love, we've seen a couple movies like this where it's just like good female friendships and they are putting in the effort to try and maintain those friendships and they all three live in different states so they meet new places every year for a weekend and I just think that's so sweet they're all we find out they're all in the art world in some way shape or form and so like art and antiquing and things is is something that they all share I'm pretty sure they all like majored in some type of art in college I think I don't know yeah Yeah. something or I think it was like because they lived in this apparently old dilapidated house yeah. um together and so it makes me think that they probably met each other through whatever program they were in and mm-hmm. then decided to live together yeah so i thought that was so sweet and i thought the acting was really natural all three of them are very experienced actresses Seasoned, like yes. they've been in things yes. they know what they're doing um and they all i think they all just like played great friends with great chemistry together I thought so, too. And just kind of the wit mm-hmm. um, that was in the movie was really fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, I, I I am just such a sucker for, like, healthy female friendships. It's so good. You know, you kind of see, like, the catty backstabbing stuff um, a lot. And it's just really refreshing because I just have such a fondness for my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah, I don't know. I just really enjoy watching that play out. Yeah well yeah you know and just yeah they have each other's backs um and i don't know what happens in the sequels uh exactly but it the the commercials for them played during this movie yeah (laughs) um and it seems like some of them are going through some really hard stuff and they're just there for each other so i really i'm looking forward to seeing even more you know of their friendship what do you think about the veil itself um, I thought it was really pretty. I'm a, I'm a sucker for lace. Yeah. I don't know if I thought it was like this amazingly magical thing. Yeah. Um, like for her to be like, wow, that's a really beautiful veil. I'm like, there's like four around it. Why was yeah. that specifically yeah. what caught your eye? I, so that part I was like, meh. It's funny when like, I mean, I figure most girls growing up thinking about like, what is my wedding dress going to look like, you know, to a certain age. But I was I've never been like, what is my wedding veil going to look like? So when I see veils by themselves, I don't think any veil is cute until I see it with a dress usually. So I was like, yeah, I guess that's a pretty veil because it just looks like it looks like a massive doily. Right. (laughs) Right. And she was like, it's it's all handmade. And there was this like little heart um, sewn into the side. I love stuff like that where it's like little kind of special personal touches in there so they find a heart that was literally sewn into the side of the veil and then on the inside we see like an abbreviate uh embroidered a 
And so they were like, Avery, it's meant for you. It's like, God, it's yeah. totally yours. And I was like, that's sweet. Because whatever the history is, that is, it's just it's just a sweet little thing. Yeah. Well, and even like the we we know kind of where the movie's going. They don't like the characters don't. Yeah. So they were just having a fun shopping day. Like, oh, Avery, it's, you know, got an A. Right. It's, just for you. it's like so cute. And it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I can say about, you know, oh, I'm, as a girl, I thought about. I wanted, I wanted a wedding veil that like went in front of your face, but was so thick that nobody could see your face. And I had this dramatic reveal where I was like, "It's me!" Like, ta da, ta da, I love that so much. Oh my gosh! Because I don't, I can't explain to you what the inspiration for that was. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, I mean, to a certain extent, that's like the dramatic effect. You're like, I don't want you to see yeah. me. I just want yeah. you to, I want to be this yeah, big marshmallow. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you're like, here I am. Can't <laughs> I just, change your mind. I just want to, I just want to be, um, tool. Yeah. <laughs> just walking down the aisle, like <laughs> knocking into people. It's blush um, and bashful, mama. Blush. <laughs> all right. So moving on. The very next day, Avery has an interesting run-in with a handsome stranger named Peter, played by, by Luke McFarland, I think. Um, they happen to go for the same, oh, Emily's going to look it up. They happen to go for the same cab and then they, and then like he gives it up to her cause you know, chivalry isn't dead. <laughs> um, and then they get, so they get into separate cabs and then they happen to arrive at the same art museum. <laughs> um, there they spend the day together discussing art and their dreams, which I did really enjoy that whole thing because yeah. they specifically liked to read every description and like dive deep into all that information Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i kind of like that you just own that that's what you like doing yeah and you're shocked that anybody else in the world does yeah um while the chemistry and flirtatious vibes were off the charts um oh wait sorry i skipped a whole thing um there they spend the day together discussing art and their dreams while the chemistry and flirtatious vibes were off the charts it's going so well and one could think this will be the shortest Hallmark movie ever. <laughs> Until. That's too easy. Um, the actor's name, it by is. the way, is Kevin McGarry, and he is on Kevin When Calls the Heart. Oh, yeah. That's how I am. Uh, and anyway, we'll talk about yeah. some, some beef I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, until they go back to the hotel and Peter sees Avery with the veil. He assumes she's preparing for a wedding and grows very cold towards her. They part ways after a magical afternoon together, now frustrated, confused, and hurt. I have thoughts. <laughs> I have some too. Yeah, go, go okay, for it. Okay, so you actually said it perfectly, the last uh, beat or whatever. We The characters don't know what's going to happen. Like, Obviously, mm-hmm. us seeing this as seasoned Hallmark watchers, um, we know everything <laughs> that's going to happen. And I, we can go one of two ways with this. I can, like, analyze it, or I could just sit and watch it and accept it for what it is. But, like, I just got so annoyed again because, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But, of course, so usually Hallmark ends with the miscommunication, and then it has to be resolved at the end. We started with miscommunication yeah, and assumptions. And just stuck with it. (laughs) But I, you know, he sees her with the veil and sees her talking to the concierge about how beautiful it is. And he he had kind of like stepped off to take a phone call. And so he just then gets really like, like you said, just cold. And he is like, okay, well, um, she said, do you want to share a flight to the airport? And he was like, I got to go. And he just got so mad because he assumes that she's engaged. And I'm like, "Uh, did you see a ring for one, two, just have a conversation three you just met her so like 
Why are you that but mad? But here's the thing. I think, but I think that's why. So, like, you have this connection. Yeah. And they say later in the movie, soulmates. Like, they, they felt like they had met their soulmates yeah. that afternoon. Um, and then you question the entire afternoon. It almost feels like you were gaslit because it's like. It's true. It's fair. Did this person who, like, is not single just make me feel all these things and we can't do anything about it? Um, so I think that's where probably the frustration yeah. for him came in. Um, I definitely think, uh, like, a casual, you know, oh, I don't really care what the answer is of, oh, nice veil. Are you getting married anytime soon? Would have, like, covered that <laughs> instantly up. Instantly cleared it all so, up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think it was, like, shocking. I, I, I gave him that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they don't know each other. Like, it's not like the, this is an acqu- an old acquaintance yeah. for him where he can, like, talk to her. This is a complete stranger that he just had a magical afternoon with, and now he's reevaluating what that magical afternoon was. Exactly. And, like, I was going to say, like, I putting myself in the character's shoes, I need to not be so mad because yeah. you're really good yeah. at that. You're really good at, like, but but let's think from their perspective. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm just like, oh no, I was mad. I was mad the whole time. <laughs> I was so angry about it. But then yeah. I had to. I literally that that's the whole thought process. I had to take a step back and be like, yeah. they they don't know what's gonna happen. Like, put yourself in yeah. in her shoes or his shoes and be like, you just had this really great date with you know the day with this person. It's completely unexpected. It goes really well. You're hitting it off, and now you're kind of at this awkward moment of like you have to part ways, but you want to maybe stay in touch i don't know his dating past yet like all of this stuff so i'm like yeah if i saw somebody you know if i saw a guy like if i spent the day with a guy and then he like walks up to another girl and gives her a hug or something like that and it looks friendly i'm gonna yeah. be like oh my gosh i'm yeah. such an idiot like why did i yeah. think that and then i would yeah save embarrassment you know save face and just be like i gotta go bye and yeah. i wouldn't ask a question so i was like emily i know give them the benefit well of the there's doubt. so many just there's just so many crappy people out there yeah. that like do that kind of stuff it's true, where yeah. they'll just like flirt up a storm even though they're taken you know you're just like dang it i yeah how am i supposed to know especially it's hard for girls when guys are the ones who are engaged because they don't have the ring um to know what's going on and so that's burned me a few times yeah. so it wasn't that i was like oh this is exact thing has happened to me this never happened to me right. um but there i have had moments where i did not know a guy's relationship status and he absolutely was flirting with yeah. me and had, like, serious chemistry to find out later that actually he was taken. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. And it's it's not like I think that the guy was cheating. I mean, if oh, my gosh, I would so lose my mind if my guy did that. Um, but I also was just kind of like, I'm not going to yell at him. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to go, how dead are you? It, yeah. was, it was flirting. Yeah. You know? I think I get more angry. Well, I got angry in this case because I'm like, wow, Hallmark yeah. just hitting us with it right yeah. off the bat. Well, and – yeah sorry but but i think like in other situations where you've had all this time like these two characters have had all this time getting to know each other and they've like established a relationship and then the miscommunication happens i'm like no you know each other well enough at this point to have a talk well wait 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 because the holiday spectacular where homegirl goes to new york and was a rocket yeah she didn't tell anybody that she was engaged she told them that she had a fella back home that's it yeah and it's like well what does that mean you know and then homeboy gets really mad that she's she was actually engaged because he was like i would have honored that a lot more yeah, you know yeah. like you, a fellow back leave home a could fella be like, back home but engaged yeah is different. i mean <laughs> a fellow back home could be like oh i write him letters once a month right you know what i mean like not like whatever I'm gonna versus marry this person <laughs> he's gonna have my last name and we're gonna do the deed right. um <laughs> 
So, sorry. So anyway, um, I also will say for listeners throughout the movie, there's constant like miscommunication. That part, huh, let's just say the producers and the directors did a phenomenal job because they made me so flippin' angry. So mad. Um, but also it was so well done mm-hmm. because I always understood the miscommunication. Yeah. It was not the, the classic case of adults being like, I don't want to hear it. Well, you know, oh, okay. And then they just like walk away and nobody says anything. Right. It was a true, yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> it was so funny um, though. Yeah. It was like angry funny because I was like, just, yeah. just, uh. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it, yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay, so moving on, Avery returns home to Boston, Boston. where we find her working, uh, her associate curator art, I think, yeah. history, you know, job yeah. that she wants to turn into a f- full curator job. I forgot the exact like verbiage. Like lead curator um, or something. Yeah, something, director or whatever. Um, she's informed a member of the board, she, she has been informed that a member of the board would be assisting her in planning and organizing the annual fundraising gala. And who might this board member be? I don't know. Peter! Peter! Hastings! He is a Hastings. It's such a name for him. I know. I know. Um, But wait, why don't they quickly figure out the confusion that the wedding veil caused? Well, that would be because Lucy, Avery's co-worker, is getting married and has enlisted Avery's help in planning the wedding. So all Peter hears about is the wedding Avery is planning. Mm -hmm. His assumptions cloud his view of the facts and he keeps his emotions locked up tight. That whole, all that stuff... Gosh, they did such a good job. They of it. really, like, gosh, really did. I mean, every every turn, I sat there and went. Just enough was left out yeah. that both parties are clueless. clueless, and it was just awesome. I I was so impressed. It was a perfect example of like, what are you talking about? What yeah. are you talking about? Are we talking about the same thing? <laughs> because because we're not the ones. We the situation that sticks out to me in my head the most is when um avery and lucy is that her name yeah uh-huh. um that actress looks familiar too i think she's been in a lot of stuff but um they are cake tasting and they are cake tasting at the museum like it looks like they have a garden and they're outside um cake tasting and there's like a random third plate full of all the cake bits and um peter walks up and he was like, oh, what's what's happening here? And Avery answers. It's like, oh, we're cake tasting for the wedding. And he goes, well, like, shouldn't the groom be here? And Avery answers and says, oh, he's out of town. But uh-huh. so, yeah, again, and Lucy's sitting right there tasting cake, but her left hand is on her lap. And she's eating yep. with her right hand. So you can't well, see and anything. And then Lucy was also answering questions mm-hmm. like how, you know, how long um, – have they have you know how long something when's about like or how something. many years yeah when, when's the wedding how many years and whatever so lucy and avery would like bounce back and forth of who was answering and it was just never clear yeah like, it was never like there's no ownership it was just kind of assumed that everybody knew that lucy was the one that was engaged in getting married yeah so why would they need to say oh well my fiance is out of town but you wouldn't think to say yeah because he's, he's the only fiance in the situation he's the only fiance like he's the only yeah, exactly it was so funny exactly because then yeah yeah avery takes a phone call she walks away i don't know something and he go he was asking lucy like so when's the wedding and she was like oh four weeks and he like spits the cake out yeah and he's like that's kind of fast isn't it she goes yeah you're telling me because as the bride she's like (laughs) i have to plan all this stuff i don't know what to do and um then he just gets up and like walks away and he and lucy lucy was like yeah you're right he does run hot and cold Yep, but I will say this. 
I was really impressed with his character Mm -hmm. because like character is in like his ethics. Yeah. Because I kept thinking he never crossed a line. Mm -hmm. Like he wanted to. And there, you know, there were a couple of like the elbow making outs, you know, Mm -hmm. moments. Um, But I kept thinking as much as he liked her, the reality kept hitting him. And that's when we would see him pull back. And understandably, Avery was frustrated because she's like, yeah, you run hot and cold. You know, it's really frustrating. I don't understand whatever. But I was like, that was his character. Like that was his character shining through. Every time he pulled back, he was reminding himself, she is taken. Mm -hmm. Like I, my integrity won't allow me to cross that line. And I was like, that's, that's a thing. It wasn't highlighted. I wish it had been. And maybe it, it didn't need to be because it was just there. Yeah. Um, but I was like, this is a good dude. Mm-hmm. And he was struggling. And I think, too, he was quite... I think he questioned her character a lot. Yeah. Understandably, because he was like, she's flirting with me. Right. <laughs> you know? And, like, he... Um, yeah. He was... Um like philanthropist basically like he ran his Mm -hmm. father's company his father had passed and he was running the family company but he was on the board of this museum so the fact that they were working together I feel like he was still higher like essentially higher up than she was because she was trying to get this promotion to like lead curator head curator but he was on the board of the museum and so if she ever brought anything before the board he was there to you know be part of the decision decision making process so it was an awkward situation for her not only because it was like new and she was like why are you so weird but also we have to maintain this level of professionalism for this job i'm trying to get a point so it's like weird on both ends but again there was just enough like vague you know talk about the wedding that you're like whose wedding is this It's almost like the only solution would have been a mutual friend for the two of them. And they didn't have that. Uh-huh. Um, and so you were left with just this confusion. And honestly, I don't think it was any one person's fault. It, no. it just was. Um, yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about this next thing. So yeah, let me, yeah, let me yeah. read we'll this on. part and then we can, because it's so funny to me. Um, but as they plan the gala and go on not dates that are really dates, their chemistry and flirting start to confuse things. Everything comes to a head when Avery gets in the car with a handsome man that Peter assumes is her fiance. Everything comes to light at Lucy's wedding when we discover, which I do appreciate the fact that Lucy's wedding was only a month away yes. because then you could understand how the timeline works. It does actually, it all fits yeah. and works and isn't crazy. Um, it comes to light at Lucy's wedding when we discover the handsome man is Lucy's brother, not Avery's significant other, and that Peter had been assuming Avery was engaged all this time. Once that comes out, the walls come down and they have an ultra romantic dance. Mm-hmm. There are multiple things I would like to talk about, but here's the one thing that I need to say. Listeners, um, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Lucy is, um, as white as a ghost mm-hmm. and has a red, you know, ginger hair. Mm-hmm beautiful woman like she's very well put together this handsome man that she gets that avery gets in the car with that ends up being her brother not her no he could be he could be italian yeah <laughs> he could be hispanic a little bit middle eastern he has maybe, like... beautiful tan olive skin dark jet black hair half brother maybe he, he, <laughs> he's a handsome man <laughs> I was telling Haley about this and I told her that part and she goes, I mean, they might be adopted. <laughs> I was like, that's the only explanation. So I was like, what funny. the heck? What in the casting garbage was that? Yeah, I was like, cousin, maybe. <laughs> right. Like, or like gay best friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he was helping Avery hire the wedding DJ. So like, yeah. Who was, who was lame, by the way. Yeah. But her favorite, it's her favorite DJ and he had like, 
a switchboard that had three knobs on it. And he was like bobbing his head to a slow stand. I've seen uh, that's pretty accurate to be perfectly honest. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm true. trying to look on um so Fiona Vroom V R O O M plays Lucy and I'm looking at her IMDb right now cuz she looks so familiar. But I thought that was so funny too cuz it was like I thought that that was her fiance that he had come back from out of town and Avery the wedding planner was going with the groom to yes, hire the DJ. Same. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, that's that makes total sense." But Nope. Oh, she was in Three Wise Men and a Baby. She played Susie. Um, oh, was that the girlfriend to the guy who was like always paranoid and didn't want to leave the house? I think the right. Or he was like, no, he was the he was the pet therapist, and she had the pet, and she was like hitting on him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sc- I was scrolling through that, but anyway, I'll stop getting distracted. Yeah. She looks like a, another girl that I was thinking about, but yeah, like beautiful, very ivory, pale skin, red mm-hmm. hair, gorgeous green eyes, and then mm-hmm. this like mm-hmm. tall, dark, and handsome. I was like, that should have been her fiance. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Her fiance was kind of lame looking too. I was like, was that, that little geek. He like, was like a golden he retriever. Was he was like, you know, he, he kind of was. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're at the wedding at Lucy's wedding, and. Peter brings this girl. Yeah. And Avery doesn't know who the girl is. And she's like, I mean, they look fine together. I guess, she's pretty. I guess this isn't anything. <laughs> and then she's off to the side. Um, and Peter sees her off to the off, off with what we know now as Lucy's brother. But at that point, us viewers and Peter didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And so they're both thinking that they brought plus ones. It's not going to be anything. Well, I'll give him this. Peter kind of sucks it up, walks over, and he was like, hey, where's the lucky guy? I'd like to meet him, you know? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> once again, your character freaking rocks. Right, like, right. you are you are a stand-up guy. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and that whole exchange was the, the beat, was, like, they were on beat with each other. The timing was so perfect. Their facial expressions were solid. Yeah. You felt, I actually sat there and went, I love when I get to just escape. And I'm like, yeah. wow, I'm watching you both be confused. Yeah. You know, I'm not thinking about how you as actors actually know the truth. Um, and, you know, it comes out, whatever. And then they share that, like, I said, I described it as ultra romantic dance, but it was like Hallmark steamy. It was. Know? It was. There was a lot of eye contact. <laughs> I love that. She laid her head on his chest. Oh, my gosh. Also, Lacey Chabert is just so small. She's just a tiny person. She is. Like, she, she wears is. these big heels all throughout the movie. And, mm-hmm. like, granted, I think mm-hmm. he's, like, 6'3". But she's just a very yeah. small person. And so, like, the prolonged eye contact, I was like, girl, you're going to have to, like, crack your neck when you're done. She's, like, <laughs> looking a chiropractor. straight up. But I love that then in the background we see – we find out that his plus one is his cousin. And – then the cousin starts dancing with Lucy's brother. And so he was like, Oh, I think my, my date's dancing with your fiance over there, like as a joke. And it just kept continuing like, Oh, well my cousin's dating your fiance now. So that's kind of weird. And I thought that was so funny yes. that they poked fun at the, their confusion the whole time. Yeah. It was, yeah, so it was, I, I really loved the witty banter that they had mm-hmm. Because it wasn't putting each other down kind of banter. Sometimes it was, but it really wasn't, like, inappropriate. Um, It was so playful. It was so, um, I don't know, punchy. You know, I I just very much was like, wow, I really enjoy watching this. And I would enjoy hanging out with that couple. You know, I felt like they weren't so in love that you wanted to vomit. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then also they weren't like degrading each other every step of the way because of no reason, yeah. you know, and you were just like, Ugh. yeah. So I really enjoyed that part. Um, but to end it, um, there's several things and we will give a spoiler alert because I think the ending was actually a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, I think you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, uh, while there is some drama at the gala, everything quickly gets cleaned up when Avery stands up for herself. Cause I wanted to point that out. Mm-hmm. She does stand up for herself and speaks the truth. And Peter chooses to lay aside his fear and his pride. Mm-hmm. They tell each other they love each other. And eight months later, they get married and Avery wears the veil. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. It was sick. I'm so happy that we did get wedding footage, um, which like obviously we would, but I was, I was not familiar with this movie as much before we started talking about really reviewing it because I just like had never really seen the previews for it. So I was like, are we obviously they're going to, we're going to see a wedding, but what's going to happen? Like how, cause then her friends like throughout the movie, she's still FaceTiming her two other friends and we get to see little clips of them in their own cities and like through FaceTime and zoom and whatever. So in the end, all three of the girls are back together again for the wedding. And, um, it kind of sets up the next movie pretty nicely with, you know, we know which friend is going to end up with the veil next and kind of all that. We get enough information about the friends, um, like romantic situations to see how the next movies might get set up. So that was really cute. Um, and the veil with her wedding dress was beautiful. <laughs> it really, so I actually hated her wedding dress. You did. And it's because I don't like the dropped hemline uh-huh. or like not hemline, but the, you know, I'm talking about yeah. what is that called? It's almost like a, um, it's almost like a mermaid style. Yeah, but it's, but it's not, not because it doesn't do the slender all the way down to, like, your knees part. Yeah. It's, like, right at her butt is the waistline. Yeah. And you're, like, so I just didn't like that. She is, I actually the whole time thought, you can do no wrong with your outfits because. Mm-hmm. Looks so cute. Whoever, either, either she knows how to dress herself and informs the stylist or the stylist just knows because she is wearing similar color schemes in almost every movie, but she looks like, all of her outfits just look so different, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. Um, but she, like, all of her styles, she's so cute. And then that wedding dress, I was like, ugh. Yeah, I, I feel like, like it. it was a lot for her. Like, I just said, she's a very small person. The dress itself yeah. was a lot, I think, for her. And because she is yeah. a little bit shorter, if you, like, having such a drop waist like that, it's going to make your legs, I feel like, look so much shorter than they are. I don't know. I think everything up until that point, like you said, had a great silhouette for her. But then the the dress itself objectively was beautiful. But on her, I was like, where are you? Where are you yeah. under all of that? Yes. Yeah, I get what yes. you're saying. It was not hideous. Yeah. It was just, I don't like parts of those styles. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, she, her hairstyle, I gorgeous. Her makeup, updo. gorgeous. So beautiful, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, But, okay, so here's spoiler land. Yeah. All right, so maybe skip ahead like seven or eight minutes. Um, There is a painting, and I, I intentionally didn't really mention it <clears throat> throughout the recap. There is a painting that gets uncovered kind of towards the beginning of Avery and Peter working together for the gala, you know, stuff, planning series, or planning stuff. Um, And through some like mishap of it was in storage and then there were some renovations it got it kept getting put in like this dusty area and it turns out it's like a relatively famous artist's painting from like the 19th century and um 
she kind of instantly went, I think it's so-and-so's painting from this series. And he was like, wow, if you're right, that's, that's huge. You know, that could bring a lot of like foot traffic into the museum. Well, turns out she was right. Very quickly, we find that out. Mm-hmm. She was right. And there's a, uh, an, a, uh, art restorer, you know, whatever, refurbisher, whatever, um, who, you know, he's worked with the, with them for like 17 years doing stuff. So like, really just trusted guy and I kind of liked that part I thought that was all cool um and he cleaned it up um restored it to its former glory and they got to reveal it at the gala so that's how they sold a lot of tickets because that was you know it's a big deal big ticket item um and so I really liked all of that thought that was a really cool part of the story whatever well when it's revealed she's wearing she's it's a bride yeah you know it's it's her profile and she has a veil and I remember thinking when it was revealed uh, is that supposed to be the veil? It kind of, it's a similar shape, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I just didn't really think much of it. Well, then later she's at her wedding and she takes her friends, Emma and Tracy into the museum and shows them the painting. They're like, wow, this is so beautiful. And she goes, yeah, but look right here. And she points to a stitched heart mm-hmm. on, on the veil on, in the painting. And they said, that's just like the one on your veil. And she was like, I think that is the veil. Because we heard in the very beginning of the movie that the veil was from the 19th century. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And then one of the, I forgot who was Emma and who was Tracy, but one of the friends was just so happened yeah. to be going to Italy to teach and said she would take the veil with her to see if she can do some search, you know, yeah. for the history of it, whatever. So, of course, it's her story that's next. I love that. The, and I love. I figured, so at the very beginning when they see the veil in the store they had just kind of finished having a conversation like before that scene where she was talking about well if my teaching fellowship gets approved then I'll be in Italy next year and so I was like are they gonna go to Italy for the next movie (laughs) maybe I think so but um I think so I I was not surprised I literally when she found the painting in the basement I was like that's the veil isn't it that's gonna be the veil so I, I wish I was more surprised because you can like barely see it because it's so dusty and in such yeah. bad shape. Yeah. But I was like, that person's wearing a veil. To be honest with you, <laughs> I just wasn't looking at it when she first discovered it. Yeah. Like I just was kind of paying attention to the movie while doing some other stuff. Yeah. And so I didn't even know it was a bride. Like I just, it didn't, my brain just did not connect that. So it was when it was revealed, it was kind of like a, did I miss something earlier? Right. Like was that the veil? And then I just didn't do anything with it with my brain but then when she walked back in with them and she pointed at it I went oh I bet I'm you glad was. they had that um, moment to like really clarify because yeah. it, it yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't like anticlimactic but it wasn't a big deal either they kind of just used it I think uh-huh. to set up the next where they were like oh my gosh that's sure. so cool like I'm gonna be there I'll take it with me and they were like what a great idea wedding yep. bells like at the end <laughs> yes 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 which I just it could have been okay so there's a movie called when in Rome um mm-hmm. not the Mary Kate Ashley movie. Um such a good movie. <laughs> and there's a there's a which is so great. Um there's a a myth or something uh that if you take coins out of a fountain yeah. then the person who flipped it in there will now be have a spell of be, like cast on them to be in love with you. Yeah. And um this girl was drunk, she took out some coins, you know, next day she gets up, she goes back home to America or whatever and they these guys leave their like wives and like seek her out and it was hilarious (laughs) um and i thought 
this movie could have been that, which would have been terrible. Like, it could have been this, like, cat, you know, the first guy that while you're holding the veil that you make eye contact with, he's in love oh with Oh, my you, gosh, You know, yeah. and it would have been, like, eh. But what I loved about it was it wasn't the first guy. Kind of was, but it wasn't that. It was they went to the museum and they had so much really solid, unique, quirky stuff that was in common. Mm-hmm. You know, they loved art. They loved to really deep dive into the descriptions and really sit with it. They both said, "We go to I go to museums by myself because I don't want to put somebody else through that. Right. You know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love that. And then the dreams that they had and the things they wanted to do and the easiness, ease of, like, talking to each other. And so I was like, man, I'm so glad that they didn't do, like, it was a spell. Yeah. You know, or something. They easily could have. And I'm so glad they didn't go that route. They definitely took it the right way because now, obviously, we see the wedding scene at the end and then we know there's a second movie but i as a watcher am like they have such a good foundation like it yes it was so like solid and i knew that like it was gonna be fine <laughs> i was like yes. this is gonna be good yes. past this movie so i loved i really liked this yeah. movie. i thought it was so cute so fun i had one one ish <laughs> what's, what's the one ick you had <laughs> His Boston accent. Oh my gosh, I was waiting for it to come up. Um, it was very bad. It got thicker it as was, the movie went on. Yes, it was like he kept emphasizing certain words. Yeah, like it'd be my aunt, my aunt, aunt. I can't even do a Boston um, accent. I know, and it, but it sounded like if I was like, I'm from Boston. <laughs> we could like, smile. Oh, okay. Like, like smile. Mark Wahlberg. La- just my listen la- to my life together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I was like. like where it's I was borderline southern. <laughs> when when you texted me, Sophia texted me and was like, "I have two words: Boston accent." And I was like, "Okay, uh, I can't wait for one." Um, but then I was trying to figure out who had the Boston accent. So I was like, "Oh, we're gonna hear it when she goes back home to Boston." And I was like, "Where is it?" And then he said one word, and I was like, "That sounds like he's trying to hide an Australian accent." <laughs> Like he's a he's an Australian man playing a guy that is not yeah. from Australia. My laugh. And I was like, what is happening? And then as the movie got on, like kept going. Yes. It got thicker, but in the weirdest ways. And I was like, don't make yes. this poor Canadian man. J- just nobody That's else has thing. a Boston accent in this movie, and they're all nobody in Boston. Else. I was like, what is he yes, doing? Lacey, Lacey is like from Boston. I think she's from Boston, but she was living there for a while, whatever. And I'm like, she doesn't like nobody else has one. Why is he trying? It was like, it was like certain words in a sentence would be, and it was enough that your brain would hook onto it and go, ugh. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm like, just don't have a Boston accent. Or you have to, I feel like it's so easy to just do a caricature of a Boston accent. Mm -hmm. And so like, don't do it unless you're really good at it. But there, that made me think of this one actress who, she's from Ireland and I saw her in one Hallmark movie and didn't know she was from Ireland, but her character was from New York. And I was like, I watched it with my mom. I was like, mom, I don't like the way she talks. Something about it. Something's weird. She's, nope, she's hiding something. And then I'm like, oh, she's from Ireland, but they're forcing her to be from <laughs> Brooklyn. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, girl, I forgot her name. Yeah. But it was, a, it was like the Christmas movie where she worked in the antique store. She worked on the clocks. And uh, she was the the aunt taking care of her two, uh, her niece and nephew. And they, like, her, their dad was a royal or something. I don't know. It was great. It was a great Christmas movie. It was a long time ago. But, um, <laughs> sounds, yeah, I was like. That sounds like four, four plot lines. It was one of those. It was one of those movies where I was like, pick a plot line, everybody. But, um, oh my gosh. no, his accent, I was like, 
you didn't really need one to get the point across because mm. uh, nothing else mm. in that movie said we are in Boston. <laughs> there was nothing specific. Like they could have been in an obscure no. city, but his they were in the harbor. <laughs> <laughs> A Duncan Lodge. I need a lodge. Okay. Everything that you guys are hearing, though, is the same level of, of talent. Not talent, but, like, just sometimes you're not good at accents, and that's okay. He's. Totally. I think he's a great actor. I really enjoy, so like, good. when he's in movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the level of care he brings to his characters as well as just the, like, raw manhood, you know, right. vibe that you right. get from him. It's like, you're a good actor. You know what you're doing. Yeah. I don't like your Boston accent. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that part was hard. And and Emily's right. Like, it gets thick. Thicker is, like, a weird way to put it. It gets more prevalent yeah. um, throughout the movie. Yeah. So, like, halfway through, I didn't even notice it. And then all of a sudden, it was, like, sprinklings of words here and there. And I was like, what? It's like happening? he started working with his dialect coach more. Yes. As they were filming. Yes. Or they yes. filmed those scenes first. And then, like, he stopped working with his dialect coach. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I can't do a Boston accent. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it was something. No, no, no. It was something that was missed, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, you could have just not done it. I didn't even think about it until he was trying. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I guess they are in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um, In (laughs) Boston. Boston. Yeah, so anyway, that was my one beef. But I'm really looking forward to the others. I like that we get to continue to see um peter and avery who we like yeah you know and see them together still while we watch emma and tracy find their loves and then we get to watch as you know their part twos essentially um our four five and six yeah so this is gonna be a fun series I, uh yeah. if you guys if you have not watched the wedding veil yet it's only a year old um really well done we highly recommend it probably i'd, I'd give it like a honestly an eight i think it was pretty good oh yeah um, i think it was really well done and um yeah. i it's personally a little bit different i love the concept of three women like three friendships and we know that this is going to be like a long form kind of movie series and i'm excited about diving into their characters yeah. more and seeing what else they do and kind of like how they can keep us on our toes so i'm excited yeah well when we get to the Go to Italy, which you know I oh, love. I was going to um, say, like, this is perfect for you. <laughs> it's so perfect. So The Wedding Veil, uh, we watched it on Friendly as, Sponsor us. as literally always. Um, and got to see some really cool commercials. You know, I always fast forward through the commercials, but some of them were really cool. So, you know, we recommend Friendly. Um, to kind of close it out, we're going to do an unpopular opinion. We haven't done one in a while. I know. Um, okay, so uh, do you want... I could do one that's relatively con- controversial. Okay. I don't have one, so... Okay. Tell me. I'm trying to decide... Do, okay, you choose. Do I do the really, really, really controversial one or the slightly controversial one? Uh, do you want to do the slightly one? And then that way next week we can do a big one. We'll ease into it. I'll, whis- I'll whisper the other one to you later. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, so... I think that I I don't believe that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are victims. Oh, that's kind of a big one. I feel like that's kind <laughs> of a big one that you just uttered into yeah. the microphone. So I am not one to say, like, there's two sides to every story. And then there's, like, the third one, which is the actual truth. Mm-hmm. Um, And I've really enjoyed watching, like, different commentators commentate on 
the whole situation. Um, but I am one that I'm like, I cannot stand behind somebody who claims to want to have a healthy relationship with their family while making sure every bridge is burned in front of the whole world. Um, and so that part I'm like, no. And then after watching the Netflix documentary and then seeing later that they're basically comparing themselves to Nelson Mandela, um, I was like, I just, I can't unsee the like money grab and the, um, how do I say this? Like kind of the content was just okay in the Netflix documentary, but like the background music and the way they would say something, it was, it felt very manipulative, like to make me feel sorry for them as opposed to here's our story, you know, like here's what it was and you can kind of decide for yourself. Um, and so I kind of looked at it and was like, as somebody who has a, a brother who unfortunately doesn't have contact with our family, I, there's something about the way that like those dynamics, those family dynamics play out that my brain just like sees, mm-hmm. you know, in a different light than other people might. And I watched that docuseries, have read like just various things on it, whatever. And I'm like, I do not believe you guys are victims. I would be the perfect person to market to join a cult because all that stuff manipulates <laughs> me so easily. I watched like the first three episodes of the documentary and I was just like, how dare the media? Um, I've been influenced, I will say. <laughs> have I watched the, all, the whole documentary? No. Um, but I will say, (laughs) I will say, I agree with you. There are two sides to every story and then the third side, which is the truth. And as much as we in the United States can comprehend about what happens with like UK, you know, monarchy politics, but I, I, I'm curious about his book. I like kind of want to read it, but I don't know. I want to hear from people who've read Harry's book that just came out because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't relate to what it is to be royal and I can't relate to what it is what it's like to be a mixed woman you know growing up with different struggles and whatever but also I can see the sides of like after a while I feel like you need to stop talking about it if you want to move on from it type thing yeah it feels very much like milking that cash right so I'm Um, I'm on the I'm not like on the fence of I can see both sides of like yeah I feel like what you went through was really traumatic but also I feel like there comes to a point where maybe you've said what you need to say and then you just like you have to move on to stop shoving it down our throats type thing. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. One thing I would have been manipulated by the like it was set up. Well, oh, yeah, they did a great job you that they were right. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you're not in a cult. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, but I, could, I would probably good thing good thing i have a little bit more sense to me now but like i definitely was influenced by the the first two or three episodes at least of the documentary so (laughs) yeah well my thing was i would have definitely been more influenced by it if i hadn't i did a little bit of digging i I follow a few people that don't really like you know they're not really impressed with megan and harry Mm -hmm. um and i started noticing a trend that a lot of british people disagreed with megan and harry really a lot of british people Mm -hmm. And the popularity of the monarchy was, like, I don't know. It's, like, in the 70 percentile of, like, the nation, you know, approving of them. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, when was the last time anybody in America had that approval rating? Anyone. Yeah. 
Like, any any politician, anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, who? And so I was like, uh, I, I'm not saying that means they're perfect. I think that there's definitely issues. And I'm not, I am so not invested like some people are. Yeah. Um, and that is okay that some people are. I'm not judging. I am owning the fact that there's just a lot that I'm going to miss because I, I'm not invested or I'm not as well-versed on, on the facts. But just kind of outside looking in, gathering some information, I'm kind of like, well... I think that you guys didn't want to be in the spotlight. I think that you wanted to be in the spotlight on your own terms. Mm -hmm. Eh, I respect that. That's fine. Like, I get it. Um, I think that you are trying to act like you were 100% the victims here when you weren't. Um, And I think that they're just judging up really pathetic drama (laughs) to, like, I I think it's clickbaity, you know, and I'm just not going to sit there and be like, wow, you poor things. So... Anyway, that's my unpopular opinion. I don't think Megan and Harry are the victims. That's a solid, solidly controversial opinion. I would love to hear from the listeners. And I will say, I don't neither, I don't know. This is such a lame stance to take. Like, I don't neither agree nor disagree. I can see both sides. And Mm -hmm. I I do want to read his book, but like from obviously super objective because like I don't have any stake in the matter. But um, I'm just curious to see how far they're going to go with it. You know, like how much more are we going to keep hearing about it? He um, he claims that like he was kept around. I mean, it's, it's called spare, you know, mm-hmm. but he was kept around um, in case they needed to harvest like his organs, essentially, if like William needed something. <laughs> I mean, I was like, there are some okay. great toupee artists on TikTok. That's all I <laughs> have to say. So, I mean listen that's funny i w- Megan Markle's well, style is impeccable i will say that anyway <laughs> it's she is a beautiful woman yes um kate i i have yet to see a bad picture of kate yeah <laughs> like i'm like my ever-loving gosh so anyway um that's my unpopular opinion please let us know yeah. what you think um, let us know what you think of The Wedding Veil, and we hope that you guys are watching along with this six-movie series. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be a fun time. We're going to talk about it. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to see people that shouldn't be siblings and um, hear some really bad Boston accents, apparently. Hopefully, the Italian accents aren't going to be so and bad. And we're all going to be <laughs> tied together with a wedding veil. Like, so- What's that? <laughs> like so it's, it's just going to be like... Sister the traveling veils. <laughs> It's going to just keep growing bigger and bigger that we can all fit under it like a little blanket. Well, and they did like the, um, what was the paint? The pipe paint stuff? You know, puff paint. The puff paint. Mm -hmm. Um, Where on the pants where they would do like the heart or they would like write their names and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I hope they don't do that to the veil. Uh, (laughs) Just embroider their initials in it smaller in the back like A. That would be cute. That would be cute. All right. Well. Uh, Emily, as always, this is a great time. It's a great time. Uh, listeners, we hope you have a wonderful week. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. 
And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Thank you.